0: hi everyone hello and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of live conversations with deborah deodoo my name is deborah and i'm so excited to have you on this 14th episode how are you doing okay so um I'm so excited! It's been a beautiful week for me. I have been working on my new book that is going to be out on the 19th of July, my birthday, and it's titled Farah Ballet. If you listen to the last podcast, I mentioned that. And so, if you have not followed me on Instagram and on all social media platforms, go ahead and follow me at debra Deirdre so that you can be updated and you can know how to get your copy and probably how to get your copy at a very great discount. Okay, so um, today I don't know what you guys are doing to me because today I'm talking to you a bit more on one of the things that i shared in the book but i'm not going to spill all the tea yeah it's impossible for me to do that because if you have to buy the book you have to read the book but today i'm sharing with you on what i title who is in your garden You know, when I was a child, and there's this game we used to play, we'll form a circle and there will be this girl in the middle, and then we'll start singing, Who is in your garden? A little fine girl. Can I come and see ya? No, 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 no. But that's not what I'm talking about here, okay? So I'm talking to you about critical relationships that you need in your life. So, who is in your garden? I want you to begin to see your life as a garden where beautiful things are supposed to grow. And this is not just one type of thing because you're not one thing, you're many things. So I'm talking about your spiritual health, your mental health your character development your finances your career development your ministry you know all areas of your life so you're this rich garden that is you know supposed to blossom and produce fruit that is relevant in your generation and create impact that lasts beyond your time so who is in your garden today i'm sharing with you six critical relationships that your life need and this is just a little bit that i teased out from a chapter that i have written in the book Farabale. so if you want to get older information again you have to get the book all right so the first relationship that is so important for you are your cultivators so basically in this podcast i'm just kind of teasing wisdom from what really occurs in the agricultural space when you're trying to plant and harvest you know produce and so the first relationship that is so critical is your relationship with your cultivators so a cultivator for you would be um the relationships that help you to work on the soil of your life. There are the relationships that kind of break and turn you over and prepare you for planting. And prepare you to be be able to, you know, take in seeds and be able to do something with it. And personally for me, my foremost cultivator is the Holy Spirit. You know that a lot of us are damaged. That's just the truth. Let's be honest. We've been damaged by experiences. We've been damaged by a lot of things that we've been through. And in our state as we are, we cannot take in good information and make sense with it. We cannot really like be able to grow a good seed. We're like bad soil. Yeah. We're like soil that needs help, that needs work and so you need relationships that work on you that work on your heart work on your perspectives work on your ideologies relationships that cultivate you so that you're not just going through life and it's like everything that comes your way nothing is making sense to you because you already have this terrible mindset you already have this terrible perspective of life Mm? so you need to begin to look at your current relationship circle and be like okay who is cultivating me and let me just say here that when i'm talking about relationship i'm not just talking about one person i'm also talking about institutions systems networks that you're part of that can deliver on this kind of results and outcomes for you so you need your cultivators people who will work on your soil people who will do the rough and dirty work of helping you to deliver yourself from mindsets and behaviors and thought patterns that will just not allow you to move forward, that will just not allow the good seeds that people want to sow in your life to germinate. You know, some of us, we have mental strongholds that has to be broken. And so you need cultivators. Number two, you need planters. You need people that are carrying viable, precious seeds. And it's very important for you to know the kind of seeds that you want and the kinds of seeds that you need in the season that you're in in your life. See, and let me just be honest with you, we are surrounded by planters. People are carrying seed. People have things that they want to say to you. People have opinions, people have perspectives that they want to share with you. But you have to be very deliberate on, okay, the kinds of people that can sow into me, first of all, and the kind of seeds that I'm accepting. And so begin to evaluate your relationships. Who is speaking into your life? Who is giving you ideas? Who is giving you thoughts? Who is sowing into your cultivated ground? And what kind of seed are they bringing to the table? The third category, which happens to be my favorite, are your nurturers. So these are the people, these are the systems, the organizations, the platforms, the networks that you belong to that tend to the seed that has been planted and ensure that it flourishes and it blossoms. So they are the ones that are watering, you know, paying attention, giving you advice, helping you, supporting you, just tending to what is happening in your life and making sure that you're good plantains do not die so you need these relationships you need people that nourish you you need people that keep the weeds away because weeds will always grow. Mm? People that can say, hey, this one is great. Let us remove it. You know, people that tend to you, that nourish you and, you know, that fertilize you, to make sure that you grow and blossom in the areas of your life that growth has begun to happen. And sometimes these relationships are really your friends. Sometimes they're your mom. Sometimes it's your spouse. But you need nurturers. You can't do this work alone. You need people that are tending to you. You need people that are nurturing you, people that are helping you grow, people that are making sacrifices to ensure that what is going on good in your life blossoms into something great Okay, and the fourth relationship would be your pruners I don't really like these ones very much And there's a tendency for you not to like your pruners because the work of pruning is to keep you in shape So they are the ones that carry the scissors and they're like oh this nonsense is growing here let us tame you like your excesses are much let's just, just cut you let's cut you let's cut you let's keep your head straight and keep you in shape and let me just be honest with you you have to know i've been sincere with yourself on where to receive honest and critical feedback from and so there are people in your life that when you begin to grow and they're beginning to see excesses they're beginning to see that you're you're losing direction you're losing focus they carry scissors scissors of words of correction of advice and they cut like they just prune you because you have to make sense your life has to be good you cannot be having excesses and they will be clapping for you no so for me personally i know that when i need critical feedback i know where to go to i know if i need nurturing if i need someone to just pamper me i know the relationships to go to and so you have to be very clear and intentional and so that when you know that you need pruning you're not just sitting around with nurturers and you know letting them pamper you because you need sense we all need to have sense okay so you need to know your pruners and number five would be your harvesters so when areas of your life you're beginning to see boom you're beginning to see results harvest is very critical to progress You don't want your harvest to rot away because there are no people to share your boom with, there are no people to, you know, share your products with. You don't want anything to spoil in your life. So you need harvesters, you need relationships that help you to enjoy your boom season. You need people in your life that see what you're doing and the results that you're making and they announce you, they tell people, oh, this is what is going on. They sell you, they sell your market. They help you to pluck your market. Ah, they look at you and say, ah, Deborah, see this area of your life. This is something you can do, this is a skill that you can harness and package and sell to the world These ones are your avestas, they don't want anything to spoil around you And so you need people like that, see I'm so excited talking about this topic But I'm not going to spill all the tea here because I have talked about it in my book So you have to go and get Farabalé Farabalé is going to be out on the 19th of July and you have to get your copy I'm not going to spill all the tea here So the last set of relationship that is so critical, like all the ones I've talked about are your watchers. And for me, I have begun to see the importance of watchers. So there are people in your life that their job, their assignment is to watch over you. They're not necessarily like pruning or giving you advice or whatever. They're just watching over you. And for me, in this season of my life. God has begun to bring to my awareness, the people that he has raised to watch over my garden. And these people pray for me. These people, you know, we don't talk often, But they pray for me, I know that they're watching and they're not just observing to know what's up They're observing to ensure that the things that God is telling them about me They're ensuring that it's coming to pass. They're observing. They're ensuring that nothing gets into my garden or nothing thrives in my garden That is out of place Mostly I don't engage them back and forth back and forth but they're there and once in a while I communicate with them, and or they communicate with me, and so you have to have watchers. And let me just be honest with you that you can have people who play all these roles in your life. They cultivate you, they plant good seeds in you, they nurture you, they prune you. They're your harvesters, and they're also watchers. And of course, you can have systems, you can have relationships, you can have associations, you can have networks, you can have resources that. Play these roles for you. It's just very important that you know and take responsibility for managing your affairs and knowing the kind of relationships that you need. It's also important that you're very intentional with what you need to grow in your life and what you need to grow in your life in a particular season. So I have come to understand that there are priorities in every season. In a season of your life your priority could be your academics or your career. In another season of your life your priority is your maybe your ministry in another season of your life your priority could be you know expanding your finances or deepening your walk with god you have to be able to understand per season which area of your life needs more work and do the more work that is required deploy resources of relationships association networks you know, information in that direction also while you're doing this you must have at the back of your mind that no area of your life should be lacking in any season so while your career may be stable right now and may not be a priority maybe for expansion or cultivation right now you must not stop watering and paying attention to that area of your life so you must create a system that works for you to keep balance and to ensure that nothing fails around you again This is one of the things that I discussed in a chapter in Farabale. So you have to get a copy of the book when it comes out on the 19th of July. Follow me on Instagram at Deborah Diojo, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-D-E-O-J-O. And also on other social media platforms so that you can be updated. All right. It was really nice chatting with you today. I'm going to see you next episode of Life Conversations next Saturday. Till then, please stay productive. Keep gardening your life with responsibility. I love you very much. Have a lovely week and bye. hi everyone thank you so much for joining me on another episode of live conversations with deborah my name is deborah dojo and it's so great to be back okay what a week i've been having i mean i can't even imagine that i absolutely forgot until like two hours ago when i was working on something else and i got reminded that today is saturday i'm like yo today is saturday i forgot okay so the truth is i actually prepared my script for the podcast about two days ago but i can't even imagine how i lost track of the fact that today is saturday i'm glad that i get to do this in time because i'm coming out to tell you that i didn't share a new episode because i forgot today's saturday sounds ridiculous but believe it guys that's what happened to me so happy new month to you and thank you so much for joining me again on another episode of life conversations so today i'm giving you a gist on a topic that is quite personal for me and i'm so excited that i'll be sharing more about this topic in my new book that is coming out soon okay so let me not be cocky about it my birthday is on the 19th of july and I'm gonna be releasing a new ebook titled Farabali on the 19th. So if you want to get updates and you want to be around the corner hmm, so that I can grab your copy sharply, maybe there'll be a discount for those who buy theirs on time, maybe not, I don't know. But just go ahead and follow me on Instagram at DebraDiojo and on all social media platforms so that you can get updated. But today for this podcast, I am talking on the topic forgive yourself forgive yourself. You know, a lot of times when we talk about forgiveness, we're quick to describe or explain forgiveness as something that we offer to people so that we can have peace of mind, restore our relationships and all that but the truth is forgiveness like love has to begin with yourself and the reason why you're probably struggling with letting go of the past you know restoring broken relationships or things of sort is because you've not mastered the heart of forgiving yourself some of us are just naturally very tough on ourselves when we make a mistake whenever we do something that lacks you know sound judgment We are very, very hard on ourselves. And for many of us, the repercussion of our mistakes or our errors is not enough punishment for us. We begin to resent ourselves. We begin to, you know, hate on ourselves for the things that we did because we felt that we know better and we should have done better. And sometimes it's very, very subtle. So today I really want to talk to you about forgiving yourself because it's, um, one of the key ingredients for you to experience great life for you to maximize your life. A lot of people are not moving forward at a speed that they should. They're not experiencing life, um, at its fullness as available to them around them because they have not forgiven themselves for the things that have happened in the past. Um, I think I should begin by saying that we all are humans and one of the hallmarks of our humanity is that we make mistakes. We're not perfect beings yet. So as we navigate through the interesting journeys of life, we're going to make mistakes. Some of those mistakes would be because maybe we were in a hurry to take a decision or maybe in that moment we're going through something much more deeper emotionally and it's clouded our judgment. It could be because our sense of evaluating the situation right then was not, you know, accurate. Whatever be the reason, we will make mistakes. And I believe that some of those mistakes that we make are very, very important and they're not necessarily terrible because we've got to learn. We've got to grow, we've got to mature. And one of the ways we learn is by experience. Yes, we learn by the experiences of others. There are also experiences that we will have that will be unique to us and that would serve as an instrument of teaching or correction for others. Now, this is not to say that you should go about looking for how to make mistakes or how to do things that you would not like that you did in the future, but it's just to like kind of let you understand that, you know what? You're going to mess up. It doesn't matter how dainty or how perfect you think you are. You're going to say something that you wish you did not say. You're going to do something that you know should have done better. It's all part of being human. And so when you know and understand that this is all part of being human, you can at least calm down and be nice to yourself. So I want to run over a couple of points here. And I kind of like really have started with it saying that it's difficult for you to give a gift that you have not much receiving yourself. So it's difficult for you to offer forgiveness to other people and to be genuine and spontaneous with it and not let forgiveness just flow as water from you to other people if you are tough on yourself. See, a lot of times we treat people the way we treat ourselves. And that's why scripture will tell you that you to love your neighbors as you love yourself. So if you want to forgive people, many times you would use the standard of you and so you would say, I, I want to do that. And so if someone does it, they're in trouble. And so if you by any chance do something that you expect yourself not to do, then you're gonna get so tough and so hard on yourself. So the second thing I would say is that regret is an anchor that imprisons you in your past. One of the biggest lessons that I have learned so far in my mom relationship with Pastor Simialao is that I am not permitted to have regret. And when she says this, it's not that she's telling me that, oh, you're not supposed to make mistakes, blah, blah, blah. No. She says to me, you cannot have regrets. You can learn from your mistakes, you can learn from your past experiences, but you must never come to a point where you begin to wish that something never happened. Because that itself is emotional torture and trauma for you. Every time you're in a place where you wish and you're constantly wishing an event never happened, you're constantly wishing you never did that thing, you are constantly putting yourself through the trauma and the torture that you have experienced once and that once is pretty much enough for. Another thing that happens to you in that mental state of regret is that you begin to live from a place of terror and fear because you're so afraid of taking decisions that will make that mistake happen again. You're living from a place of clouded judgment. You have not really moved forward with your lessons. You have not really learned the things you should learn. You're just in a place of wishing. Guess what? You can wish from now to tomorrow. The decision you have taken cannot undo itself. What has happened cannot unhappen yeah so it's really pointless it's really self imprisonment it's really like putting yourself through trauma to wish that maybe you were virgin can you re virgin yourself or to wish that you did better in secondary school can you fix that see there are situations that you can fix and instead of wishing and hoping that you didn't do something wrong what you can do is to take better decisions to fix or neutralize or enhance or somehow make up for bad decisions that you've made But you cannot sit down and mope around and wish that you didn't make those mistakes because hello, they have been made. What are you going to do about it? You're just going to torture yourself? You're just going to keep regretting? What is regret going to do for you? The only thing regret will do for you is to make you live from a place of terror, trauma, and paralyze you from taking action that can make your situation better now. So please, you're not permitted to have regrets. Please don't get me wrong, go. You have to feel sorry for the things that you did wrong, eh? We should really like nail that in, because then there are some people that are like, eh, hey, what is Shelley, what is shella? no, it has happened, so what am I going to do about it? You're not going to be nonchalant about the decisions that you've made or the errors of your ways, yeah. You're going to tell yourself the truth and not be blindsided or pretend like it's okay. No, it's not okay. But then, when you confront yourself, please don't sit and mop about it and wish it never happened, because wishing will not fix anything. The third point for me would be move forward with your lessons. I love the fact that we learn through experiences. It's okay. I mean, we're not stupid enough to learn everything by our experiences, especially things that other people have learned from that we can learn from them. But they're experiences that are unique to us. They're unique to our journey. And in fact, they are critical for our own walk, for our own unique experience in life. Always move forward with your lessons. So I did this, I made this mistake. Okay, how did I get there? What are the things that made me make these mistakes? okay i shouldn't have been here i shouldn't have said this i shouldn't have done that okay now i know better i'm going to move forward with this lessons not with the regret with this lessons and when a similar scenario plays up itself in the future i know how better to approach it because i have lessons first that experience to you know deal with it in a better way for better results it'll be foolishness for me to go through something and go through it again and go through it again and go through it again and, it again and still have the same outcomes because i'm having the same reaction and the same behavior in the same or similar experiences i'm like what is going on and people often do that people often repeat those patterns because instead of getting very logical and analytical and very critical with you know how you evaluate the things that you go through you're just emotional so you had an outbreak you cried you did not think of oh how did i end up with this guy or this girl what happened in the relationship how do i make sure this doesn't happen again Do I have to become a better person? What wisdom has this experience taught me that I can bring forward and be very careful in my choices and decisions and perhaps how I behave in the next relationship that comes my way? No, all you do is cry or whine or talk about it to your friends or put it on social media. You were just emotional about it. And so when the next guy comes around, you're not evaluating your decision. When the left lady comes, you're not very conscious and logical and critical in your decisions and you're not allowing the experience to empower you with wisdom because you're just emotional. Okay? Please. Life is too fragile for you to be making mistakes every time. You're just falling, getting up, falling, getting up, falling, getting up. You want to break your bone? Okay, let me calm down, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. So move forward with your lesson. The next point I would say, I think this for me is the second to the last point, is that One decision is not powerful enough to ruin your life. See, that sounded weird, but let me say it again. One decision is not powerful enough to ruin your entire life. And I mean any kind of one decision, okay? We have to come to a place of understanding that life is not happening to us. We have the power to take responsibility for the outcome of our lives. So say you have taken a very terrible decision, perhaps the decision of who to marry, which a lot of people are so scared about. Say you've taken the decision to marry someone and you really wish that that never happened. Guess what? It has happened. Instead of saying, ha, my horn has finished, though. I just wish I didn't take this decision. And you're now stuck here. And you're now sad. Your judgment is clouded and you feel like life has just finished you you are to get up and ask yourself so i took this terrible decision because i didn't know better now that i know better what must i do to make this work what other decisions must i begin to take to kind of influence this one decision and make it turn out well for me and sometimes it means that we're going to do a lot of serious work sometimes it means that <laughs> you're going to go through stuff you're going to put in elbow grease you're going to pray you're going to fast you're going to get counsel. You're going to take responsibility. But well, that is okay. Then for you to resign to fate and say, you know what? Wherever this water carry me, let it carry me. No, you cannot live your life like that. So we have to understand that our destiny is fetched by a series of decisions that we make over time. A series of decisions that we make over time. So stop saying one decision has ruined your life. Okay, so you did not graduate school. Are you the first person that did not graduate school? There are so many people that didn't graduate school that their lives turn out crazy. But then there are other examples of those who didn't finish school that their lives turn out better. You want to research and read up on them. How did they do it? What did they do? What principles can I adopt from them? Then you know that because you have that quote-unquote disadvantage, you sit up. You sit up and take responsibility and begin to look for better decisions that you have to begin to take to improve your life because you maybe missed out on a particular decision that is maybe a landmark decision or is big. And also, in fixing things that we've done wrong, please let us understand that you don't fix a bad decision or a bad moment with another bad decision. So suicide is not an option okay suicide is not an option to fix maybe you did something bad see again destiny is forged by a series of decisions so if you begin to make repeated bad decisions and you're to making that a pattern for you it's going to get to a point that you're going to have a lot of basic of good decisions to fix the situation not that it's not possible but uh, it's going to be a lot of work so the earlier you know and sit up and say you know what i'm going to take responsibility for my life and i'm going to begin to do the things that i'm supposed to do to just make my life turn out better you're going to be fine and really fact you're going to be fine so i was about wrapping this up when i just knew that i needed to say this if you are in the valley of making a decision maybe a life partner or a job and you're beginning to see telltale signs that this is not going to work out or this is not healthy for me, don't think that one of the decisions you're supposed to make is to actually go into it and start to manage. Please, run for your life. You know what I'm saying? Run and run and run away for your life. Don't enter it. Don't complicate your own journey by entering into stuff and then start to deal with it. If you're in the face of taking a decision and you can see that something is not right, if you can sense, if you can even smell please verify the things that you are smelling and take a decision that is wise the wise decision will not be to go into it and say we can actually take responsibility for our lives why must you complicate your journey okay i just need to say that don't forget that I'll be writing a chapter on this in my new book, Farabale coming out on the 19th of July, so please get a copy. I'm going to be sharing my own personal experience with forgiving myself as well, so I hope that will be helpful for you. The final point for me today is that you have to learn how to appreciate the detours in your life. When something happens and you did not maybe take proper responsibility and maybe you did something that you wish you didn't do, you have to appreciate that, that detour itself took you somewhere and gave you something good. I don't believe that life is black and white. I think that there are many shades of gray. I believe very much that even in the valley of our pain and emotional confusion and mess, there is always a glimpse of light. And we have to see that light however little and celebrate it, and find contentment and fulfillment saying at least... This good happened to me. And sometimes it's so hard to see that you have to tell yourself that at least I am living. I have hair in my lungs and this is a good thing, even in this dark place that I am. And you're going to hold on to that good thing and you're going to celebrate it. And you're going to let it power you to rise above the moment to lose yourself from the chain of regret and forge ahead head responsibly. So, okay, you're in a marriage you don't like, but you have children that you love. How can that be an anchor for you? Something that inspires you to take better decisions, to put in your sweat to make that relationship work to the best of your ability. I mean, trusting God to intervene as well. I'm trying to come up with a list of terrible experiences, but apparently I don't have so much. But I just want to tell you that you have to learn how to appreciate the detour. The detours are okay. There's always something to be grateful for, something good to celebrate, regardless of what is going on. And the truth is, whatever you choose to put your focus on is going to get magnified. And so you're going to begin to see that thing more and more. And over time, it will override your sense of pain and anguish. So choose to focus on the good things in your detour. There is something to be grateful for in spite of what has happened, in spite of what you think you've done that nobody has done before. There's something to be grateful for. And sometimes even if all that you have to be grateful for is hair in your lungs and the opportunity to wake up tomorrow and do something better and take a better decision, that is something big and meaningful in itself to be grateful for. I really do hope that with this podcast episode, I've been able to offer you help regarding the necessity to forgive yourself and, and how to really approach that in your life journey. Don't forget that on the 19th of July, which is my birthday, I am releasing a new book titled Farabalé. And I'm going to be expounding on this in one of the chapters Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook at Deborah Deojo, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-D-E-O-J-O. And you'll get periodic updates on how the book is going to drop and if there's going to be a discount for the early birds and how you can get your copy. All right, till I talk to you next week, I do hope you have a fabulous July. I do hope that your week will be filled with light, love, and a lot of excitement. Please stay productive, enjoy yourself, forgive yourself, and thrive. Thank you so much for listening. I love you.